All right, if you guys have a Bible, we are cruising right along in Matthew. Matthew chapter 5, we are, we are making quick work of it. I'm just kidding, we're going really slow, and it's really beautiful, and it's actually given uh, me a chance to memorize the Beatitudes, and I'm really, really loving it. But this morning, I'm gonna, we're going to be in Matthew chapter 5, verse 6, and also you can put a finger there, in, uh, a finger in Psalm 34, 8, and you'll see. Both of these verses are very familiar to us. And, and you'll know it. But let me pray this prayer, uh, our Matthew prayer over us this morning. Our Father, we thank you for this wise picture of Christ's life. Please reveal it to us deeply through your Holy Spirit. Teach us to listen well, learn well, and to live out that knowledge. Renew our sight, refresh our hearts, and grant our desire to seek and follow you. Jesus, help us live our lives for you. In Jesus' name. Amen. So this is Matthew 5, 6 and Psalm 34, 8. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. So now that we're in the Beatitudes, we can kind of see that they build on one another, right? As you take a real slow slow look at them and we can see and know that we are poor in spirit right and that 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 is a good thing and um we can also see that we are those who mourn for over our sin and over the sin in the world and then even in that we will be comforted by jesus we can see that we are to be meek that it's okay if we're imposed upon because no one can impose upon god and we can live for him through all things And today we get to see that we also must hunger and thirst for righteousness. Because even in this, right, there's the commandment. Hunger and thirst for righteousness. And the blessing is that we will be satisfied. And since we are learning to be blessed in all these ways, these new ways that Jesus has for us, then we are going to learn what it means to hunger, to thirst, be blessed in that, and also be satisfied in that. And so, as we walk with Jesus, our satisfaction uh, should not be easily filled by anything other than Jesus. We are not satisfied with the more that this world has to offer. We're not satisfied with all the commercials and, and all the things that we see. So, more money won't satisfy us, right? Because why? We all will always need just a little bit more, right? So it's always just that chasing for more. More power won't satisfy us because honestly, we're never going to be the most powerful people in the world. So we'll always just need a little bit more if that's what we're chasing. More status won't satisfy us because there's always going to be someone in the world that outranks us. And there's more stuff won't satisfy us either. The more we get, we, you know, uh, stuff is fine. I like stuff, but every time I go to like, I went to REI and I like camping, but I'm just like, this won't really do anything for me when I'm camping. Like if you really sit and think about it, it's not going to satisfy me, even if it's a nice gadget to have. And we know that even if we get more, the desire will never be satisfied because there'll always be one more thing or one better thing that we can get. And so we'll never be satiated in our desires for more. And we know this. Our desires, uh, God made us to be a people of desires. And they're endless. And we, are, we still long for them and we long to be satisfied. And Jesus knows this. That's why he's teaching us here a different way 
to be satisfied. And that different way is righteousness. Is, is to be righteous is simply, simply put, is to live in right relationship with God. That's it. That's what it means. So we understand where we're at with God and where it is right for us to be in our relationship. Like he is Lord of Lords, King of Kings. We are not. He is our good, good father, and we are his children, and we long to be in this proper relationship with God. We want to be in God's good graces, amen? Like I know I do. We want to be in God's good graces, and we want to walk in the ways of Jesus. If we're Christians, this is something that we want to do as as we walk, not just once, but for the rest of our lives. And, And so we want the Holy Spirit to what? Speak to us, lead us, guide us direct us in the paths, lead us back to Jesus, show us where Jesus is leading us. And we uh, want this all the time. Again, our desires for this are, are endless. And this is how we get satisfaction out of life. It is to walk with Jesus every single step of the journey. It's not going to always be easy. It's not going to feel, feel like what satisfaction maybe in our world would seem like. But in this journey, it's to trust him and trust that his ways are better than our ways. Amen? This is not an easy thing. But when we long to, to be with him, when we hunger and thirst for this, then we'll be satisfied as we follow him. We'll be satisfied when we know that we are following what Jesus wants for us. Amen? We will be satisfied when we know that the Holy Spirit is leading us without question. Isn't that a good place to be? When we know that this is the direction that we're supposed to go and we go that that direction. We will be satisfied to know that God loves us better than any earthly or father mother could. And when we rest in his love. But let me ask this. What is it that you believe satisfies you? If you're real honest with yourself, right? What is it that you believe satisfies you? Or what is it that you're trying to satisfy yourself with? There are many enemies in this world that are trying to take us away from true satisfaction and that they offer us counterfeits. And some of these things are very good things, but there are very many false promises to be had in this world. More that we just talked about, that's one of them. And if you like a little, more will just be better, right? Like, and more and more and more. So just gourd yourselves. It will satisfy you. Of course, there are, there are the never-endless pits of drugs and alcohol that we see all the time on our streets and in our city, right? But there's also like a, a, a really interesting way of thinking about it is more, uh, well, Netflix and chill. That's what our culture does, right? Just Netflix and chill, just Forget about your life. Or this one I included for uh, some people in this room. There's also video games that when you get there, you just disappear in them and you, you don't think about your life. But so for me, there's guitar or music, right? Working on that. There's books in movies or I, uh, I didn't uh, write this one down, but I should have basketball games maybe or sports events or whatever it may be. There's so much that can distract us from actually hungering and thirsting for righteousness. And there's so much that's trying to take us away from living into righteousness, let alone hunger and thirsting for it. Now, I'll say this. 
these things can be good things. It's not wrong to Netflix and chill from time to time. It's not, it's not wrong to play guitar or do music. In fact, it can be a very godly exercise or reading or whatever it is. Your hobbies are all there. They could be fine and good. But when we make something more, like our desires for it is more, uh, than, uh, uh, more than what it should be, more than we hunger or thirst for righteousness, when we do that, in um, ignoring the thing that God has for us, that's when it turns into sin. We've turned a good thing into a God thing when we follow it down, whatever path it wants us to go down. And we can make more, uh, more of them uh, or the thing or whatever hobby it is than is useful for living in righteousness. Now, one of the things I love about this is because uh, one of the things I love about scriptures and love about Jesus and, and a picture of his life is that um, we can think that we're on mission all the time and there's no rest. However, we get to rest and relax. Actually, the way of righteousness is a way of rest and relaxation. It, rest and relaxation is not a sin. In fact, in order to live in righteousness, I believe that it's good to get away from time to time. I believe that it's good to withdraw. I believe that it's good to recharge or especially in our culture, we need to know and learn how to Sabbath because these are good things. It's a part of living into righteousness. Or I was thinking about me last year or Ty, you this year. We get to sabbatical and sometimes we feel guilty for sabbaticaling. Like I'm not doing anything. And yet this is a, a gift from God to help us recharge and refocus so that we can live into righteousness that he has us. We can vacation and pull away for a moment so that when we engage, we do so not from a dry place, not from an empty place, but we do so from an overflow. You are, we are not giving out of simple reserves all the time, but from a place where we are overflowing with the goodness and righteousness of God. And, and, and that is where God wants us to give from, a place of overflow. And if we make the time, see, we have to make it. We have to make this a priority so that we can live into righteousness. God will meet us and he will satisfy us. This is why Jesus did this so often. He went away to pray. In Luke, in, in Luke it's, category, it's all the time. Jesus went away to pray very, very often. And he may not have sabbatical, but he got away to pray a lot. He got away to be recharged. He got away to seek God. And he also set up a system that is full of rest. You look through the Old Testament, there's full of rest. Rest for mankind. Rest for the animals. Rest for land. Rest from war. Rest from uh, taking on more loans. There's even like giving away of those things in Scripture. So the way that he set it up is so that it's, it's as we hunger and thirst for righteousness, we'll also find rest in this place and be satisfied. So if we hunger and thirst for righteousness, that's for right standing before our king, or I like to think about it this way, our maker, our creator, because we're a created being, it, it, it might benefit us as we just take a deep, deeper look into righteousness. Because righteousness is, again, a lot of these words in Scripture have been translated over the years, and uh, it was not written in English, so we need more words to figure it out. But this is what one um, uh, 
uh, Greek-English lexicon of the New Testament said about righteousness. It's the quality, state, or practice of judicial responsibility with a focus on, here's the words I want us to listen to, fairness, justice, equitableness, or it's the quality or state of correctness with a particular focus on redemptive action. So making things right in this world, just what Jesus did for us, right? That's righteousness or the quality or characteristic of upright behavior. So it's not just an idea, right? A lot of times we get in our culture where, uh, look, here's the right idea. Now somebody else go out and do it. No, righteousness has this idea where it's upright behavior. We do this. We live as uprightly as we can. Now we can't do it perfectly, but we could break down this definition and work with it. When we live for Jesus in right relationship with him, we get to be about the work that he has for us. You know why? Because we have tasted and seen the work of Jesus in our life. And in that, we know that he is good and we want to share it with others. We have tasted and seen the work of Jesus, and we want to give this away. We've seen that Jesus has been good to us. Amen? And he's, we see that he has taken our justice, our just deserves, on himself. And what has he given us in his place? Love, adoption, grace. He's given us these things. He has become our redemption. He has purchased us from slavery and into freedom in him. He's bought us from sin and death and taken all our lack of uprightness and all our lack of a perfect life and he has given us his life in our place. This is a beautiful thing because now as we hunger and thirst for righteousness, we're hungering and thirsting for Jesus because he is our righteousness. And now that we know that, we strive to do what? Live for him. And I love this idea. So, a lot of times, I think sometimes when we think we strive to live for him, like we all fail at this. So it all, it, it, sometimes it feels like a repayment. Like we're trying to repay Jesus for what he's done for us. But that's not it. We can never repay what Jesus has done for us. We strive to live for him out of gratitude. As we have received grace, you know what we do? We give it away. We're giving away what Jesus has given us because he's given it to us in abundance. As we give away justice, you know what we're doing? We are giving away what Jesus has given us in abundance. As we work towards reconciliation and fairness, what we are doing then is we're giving away what Jesus has given us so freely. And when we are satisfied with the righteousness that Jesus gives us, we then will give it away because we know that Jesus has not been stingy with us and he's not going to be stingy with others. And we want to taste and see that the Lord is good and we want others to taste and see this as well. So as followers of Jesus, we work for justice. We work for equity. We work for fairness. And we work in a way where we can be upright. We can stand before our God. We give it our best effort. We work for the grace, uh, we work out of the grace and forgiveness that Jesus has given us. Amen? 
Because these things have been working in us and through us, through the life, the death, the burial and resurrection of Jesus. We have been given these things so freely as if it was a meal. As if it was a feast. And we eat of them until we are filled by Jesus. And we keep coming to the table. We keep coming. We know that the meal never goes away. God's love and His grace never runs out for us. Amen? And I pray that we would know this. That we would know that it won't run out so that we can just keep on giving and keep on being filled up so that when we get to be the hands and feet of Jesus and share these things with the world, we know that as we give away, we're not going to run out. We, we want to taste and see of the goodness of God and be satisfied in Jesus and as we are striving to be like Him. And that means we are about His work in sharing what He's given us so freely. See, we need to be hungry and thirsty for righteousness. You know why? Because we've tasted it, we've seen it, we know that it is good. For doing the will of God our Father and being the hands of Christ here on earth under the assistance of the Holy Spirit is a good thing. Think of this Think of the original audience that would have been here. Sermon on the Mount, Big Hill. This, they, they could have been following Jesus for days, but these people also would have known what hunger and thirst was far more than we would know. They had no running water, or, and much of their time, oh, far more than ours, was spent in making sure that they had food and water that they had the food and water prepared. They didn't have fancy water bottle companies or anything like that. They probably had big jars that they would keep at the home, but there was always one or more people that were in charge of getting water. That's your duty for the day, making sure that we have enough to do this and making sure that they have enough in that culture that if a guest would just magically pop by, that we have enough for them as well. They knew that they could not live long without food and without water, and with, especially with no refrigeration. It wasn't like they could do their slaughter once a year, put it in the freezer. They couldn't do that. So food prep was a very big deal. And that's the crowd that Jesus said, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. And this is how we should hunger and thirst for righteousness. It should be a matter of life or death for us as it was for that original audience. We need to pay attention to our hunger and thirst and what are we hungry and thirsty for. We need to be about the work that God has for us. And I would say it this way, the work that Jesus left for us. And not only did he leave us the work, but he left the Holy Spirit to help lead us and guide us. Because our food and water is never going to get run out. And we share it. And as we hunger and thirst for, for, the, for right living with God, you know what he does? He gives it to us. He gives it to us. He gives it to us because this is his grace. Because this is his great love for us. We will never run out of the things that we give away freely with Jesus. We will never run out of things because you know why? God's not a stingy God. He gives freely so that we don't have to hoard either. We pray every week, give us our daily bread. 
and seeing that we're still here, all of us are still here this morning, you know what he's done? He's provided his daily bread for us. Praise Jesus for that. We may not have all the things that we want or all the things that we feel that we need, but we are here and he has given us this life. He's given us this breath and we get to serve him with it. And his gifts are perfect and good. They're full of light and life. I have another question for us. Do we hunger and thirst for blessedness as we understand it more or less than we hunger or thirst for right living with Jesus? Do we want the blessing or do we want to walk with Jesus and trust that his blessing will be there as we walk? This is a hard question because in this world, I realize we are taught to take things into our own hands. We're taught to pull ourselves up by the bootstrap. But as we learned last week in meekness, we realize that the work is God's work and we get to follow him wherever he would lead us. The fruit is up to him. We know that his, far, his ways are far greater than our own ways. And um, I, like, I could say, I don't always understand his ways. I don't know too many people who do. But I would say that just because we might not understand God's ways doesn't mean that we don't follow them. Doesn't mean that we don't follow him. We're not going to know all the outcomes ahead of a time. We just get to take our next step. It's our job. It's not our job to know everything that he's doing in our life or in the life of others. It's our job to follow Jesus and do what he has asked us to do. I recently had a friend tell me that he said he was quoting one of the prophets or something that one of the prophets had. He said, if you're to lay on your left side for a year, you know what you do? You lay on your left side for a year. Because that's what God's told you to do. Now, it's not wrong to want to be blessed by Jesus, right? Raise your hand if you want to be blessed by Jesus. I know I do 100%. I want you to be blessed by Jesus as well. My, my ending of my email always says blessings because I want the blessings of the Lord to be upon you. And this is a good thing. But the blessing is in the following. The blessing is being satisfied or content with the life that Jesus has given us. That's where the blessing lies. The blessing is in praising God for all the great things he has done so we can look back and see the great things that he has done. And and as we do that, he will give us the faith to continue walking the journey that we have for him and continue, we believe that he will continue to do these things. In tasting and seeing that God is good, we perceive with our senses and are sensitive to the reality of God's goodness and to his living presence to a very high degree in our lives. That's what we're doing. That we feast on the good things that God has done for us and then we are satisfied with them. And in this, we have joy and gratitude for God's work. We offer him praise with this, uh, with this joy, and we long to do it again and again and again. If we are sensitive to God's work in our lives, we will see far more than we could otherwise imagine. You know why? Because he's always at work. He's daily providing, and he's daily loving, and he's daily gracious to us. I pray that we might hunger and thirst, but in that hunger and thirst, we might also taste and see that we might be satisfied with right living for Jesus. And I, I love that he uses hunger and thirst. So like our food and water, 
we need to keep coming back to it. We need to keep coming back to it, right? We have traditionally in this country, we have three meals a day, right? Breakfast, lunch, dinner. Plus in our times, we have snack time is another meal. It's just a smaller meal, usually a little sweeter too, right? So we have a snack time. We have water readily available. We cannot eat all that we need for the year in one sitting. Can we? We cannot fill up on our water for the week, just drink you know, a whole bunch of gallons on Sunday and then keep it going through the week. We keep coming back for more because they satisfy our taste buds. They satisfy our thirst. And this is the way it is for us with righteousness as well. Every day, we, we daily need the righteousness that Jesus has to offer. And so we keep coming to the feast on our, our feast and our feast is on the fact that we stand with him correctly we need to do this in every situation we need to do this in every day whether we feel blessed or not sometimes we need to command our souls to bless the lord oh my soul we can hunger and thirst for jesus and for right living whether we are rich or we are poor in any area of our lives we can be satisfied with jesus life for us So if we succeed or we fail or God makes little of us or makes much of us in these things, we can learn to trust God and make him our refuge. The word satisfied means simply more than enough. So when you're at Thanksgiving dinner, Thanksgiving dinner, and as we hunger and thirst for a right standing with God, he will give us more than enough. His love will never run out. His goodness is continuous and his provision is constant. I would say this, if we're not satisfied with the Lord, I pray this, Lord, may you reteach us what satisfaction looks like. Will you show us a new way to be satisfied in you? And as I've been praying for this church this week, I pray that we might hunger and thirst and be satisfied with the things Jesus has for us right now. There's things in the future that we hope for, that we want. There's things in the past that maybe we're disappointed in or maybe, maybe times in the past that were just much better, but that we can be satisfied with the things that Jesus has for us right here and right now. And I pray that we might be filled up with his righteousness, but filled up in such a way that we can give it away and that we might make the time to allow for this to happen. I always figured it takes a lot of work to <clears throat> serve from an overflow. That's why Jesus spent so much time by himself. I pray that we might trust Jesus with everything, even where we're at right now. I pray that in trusting him, we may taste and see that he is good, and that as we taste and see that he is good, that he will be our refuge, that we will find our satisfaction from him, our protection from him, our provision for him, and that we would not be easily satisfied with the silver and gold the trinkets of this world, but that we may be satisfied with the righteousness of God given to us by Jesus Christ. And if he is our refuge, then we will find all that we need in him. Lord, may this please be so. And in a moment, we're going to take communion. But for us, this is why we take communion every single week. We hunger and thirst to understand where we're at with God. We hunger and thirst for this. We want to be reminded of this. We want to feast on the grace that Jesus gave us in his body and his blood. 
This is the feast that he left to remind us of his righteousness for us. And may we be satisfied with his sacrifice for us. He made it once and for all, for all our sins. And, he, and may we always look towards this, the cross, the empty tomb. And then as we look to these things, then we live in light of both of these things and what Jesus has done for us. The fact that we take communion every week is us coming together, worshiping Jesus, coming to the meal that Jesus has provided and declaring, we want more of you, Lord. We want more of you. We want more of Jesus in our life because we want to be satisfied by you. Your grace and your goodness is what we've tasted of. And so is your love because it is so great. And we've seen it all at work in our own lives. And now, Lord, we want to be filled up with it and we want to share it. So this meal of communion is not ours to hoard. Amen? It's ours to remember that it never runs out. And that's why we take this every week. So I'm going to close in prayer. And then after I pray, will you guys please come up and grab the elements? Father, I thank you for the, for the Beatitudes. I thank you that we can come and we can learn from you. Lord, I thank you that we can hunger and thirst for your righteousness. And Lord, I thank you for the promise that we will be satisfied. Lord, I pray that we may learn to rely on you. Lord, I pray that we will taste and see of your goodness and that we will make you our refuge. God, you are good to us. Even now as we take communion, Lord, please come and speak to us. In Jesus' name, amen.